Hello foodies. Welcome to the Breaking Bread Podcast. The foodie podcast presented by food obsessed mates Liam, that's me, and Carl, that's me. Join us as we aim to peel back the curtain and give food lovers like us a real insight into what makes the hospitality industry so fantastic. Our fortnightly episodes will bring interviews with people from all over the industry. And Liam and I will discuss everything food related from reviewing places we've ate to to chatting about recipes we're experimenting with at home. We hope you enjoy listening to our chats as much as we re- enjoy recording them. Everything needs to work. When, an, when a, a, a venue and a restaurant brand is doing really well, it's not just about one thing. There's There's a bit of a correlation here in terms of it's the interior it's the welcome it's the service it's the food it's the presentation it's the atmosphere it's what you're smelling it's what you're hearing it's like all those senses when you really understand like people that's what that's what they remember they don't remember people don't remember what was said to them they remember how they felt yeah. So we go on that tactic when we... Uh, I'm probably going off on tangents here. I'm always talking like this. You've kind of just expanded on what I kind of was trying to say, but you've said it better. When you, <laughs> you asked me like, about the whole restaurant experience and like, what made me want to start this podcast. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, you know, when we work with the plough, I that was my one of my first jobs as a as a, an, a, a, an individual you know, with my own company. But just take this time now just to introduce yourself and tell us. Oh, you okay, okay. I've got too much to say. Just, just introduce yourself and, <laughs> and your company. And yeah, that. so my name is Mel Spencer. The company Spencer Swindon Design. We're based in Hagley. Um, and we've been going for over 10 years now. I think um, last February was the 10th year. So uh, we work on all kinds of projects, restaurants, hotels, clubs, bars. Um, we do offices and even even um, residential. But anything really that where the space needs considering and what's the use of the space, what's the environment and understanding who's going to use it and what they're using it for to get the best out of a space. You like problem solving. Yeah, yeah, I do. Have you always been into kind of problem solving? I have, yeah. My dad was an architect and an engineer. And, you know, I used to spend weekends with him. He used to take me to Birmingham Art College, our Art Gallery, every single Saturday or the Science Museum. And he was a real problem solver. And I think I've got a lot of... of insp- I had a lot of inspiration from him, really. And... He was an architect to start off with, and then moved into the engineering because I think the architects work on projects for you know six months at a time, for instance, whereas he was a real engineer at heart, he was a real problem More solver, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. So I think that's, you know, that's where it comes from. But it is, that's what design is. Design is a solution to a problem or to an issue that people have. And you have to work out with lots of different reasons and research into demographics, who's going to use the place, competition. You know, you don't want to accidentally design something that's very similar down the road or... Um, but when talking about competition brilliant when you design something that actually supports the competition as well so they all work together and everybody's benefiting I know a lot of clients are always worried when new um, restaurants pop up but in my eyes that's always a real positive that you've got some quality establishments that bring more footfall yeah, I think they breed. You can see in Bennett's Hill at the minute. Yeah. It was an area when I grew up, started going to pubs and stuff. I think you had Weatherspoons and that was it. Yeah. And the Briar Rose and the Wellington came along. Uh, I think now you've got Point Shop, uh, Nocturnal Animals, Lost and Found. There's so much on that one little strip. Absolutely. It's a real destination place now. Yeah, it gives people a reason to go there. Yeah. There's and we place. design Pure Craft around the corner. The pure Craft, <laughs> yeah. Great place, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's. Oh, and, and um, Jailbird. But that's what happens. It just brings a lot of footfall to that area. So it's all really positive. But, you know, a good a good venue has to have everything working for it. So, like, with the plough in Harborne, we started that. I started working on that a long time ago. I've been working with Adam for about 15 years. But it was getting to grips with every every aspect of the business so from a design point of view obviously how it looked was important but just as important is the signage does that reflect what's inside how the brand look what's the tone of voice what, how, how does the food come out what does the food look like um you know what are the plates that you serve it on how are the staff welcoming like what's their tone of voice in terms of is it good evening sir or hiya you know, it's so yeah. different and that's what you start to build up and um, we work with some really good people where you can build this whole brand and ethos and culture about a place that just makes sense when the customer walks through the door all the way until they leave and their memory of it. How does the relationship begin with like somewhere like the plough or the jailbird? Like what should, do you go in with the questionnaire or... How does I just uh, how do you get started? It's it's so big. You know? Yeah, I mean normally somebody would come to us through a recommendation, and then we'd go and see the site and understand because often a client, depending on whether the client's a multiple venue person or an independent just starting off, you need to just understand what their vision is because we really try to work with. I I like to get to grips with who the client is. And what kind of character they are because the best places have that ethos of an essence of the client filtering down when they're independents because that means they've got a real love and a real passion for it so understanding you know what their vision is and their ideas and just listening really like having a really good listen and hearing what they've got to say rather than going in and being a bit bombastic of you should do this and this really listen to the ideas and understand them and then we move that forwards and we do our own 
research then and that's where we can come in and suggest different routes or other avenues to go down and have you considered this and and then you just build up a really good rapport and relationship with all of our clients relationships are really important for us and you know they're all very great people that we work with the clients and you just build up a trust and an understanding and they they you know they trust us and that we've got the expertise and experience but also we want them to be successful this is about profits this is about you know that they need to have a return on their investment yeah and as quickly as possible (laughs) ideally but sometimes things are a, a slow burner but yeah that's that's where we start and then we get an instinct for the space and the venue and how it's going to be perceived or the circulation and you start to work out covers and it's all those kind of things you start to look at it's practicalities of yeah practical work. can it be difficult like especially working with independence it's very personal to the owner it is yeah so they might have a vision already kind of in their mind yeah but i suppose if displayed a little bit of trust anyway by bringing somebody in yeah 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 it is i mean already if they've if they've asked you to come in they know they recognize that they don't have that expertise and they need somebody to give some advice or direction but people are very personal about it with independence and it's just it's a way of being you know it's a way of talking to people you don't tell someone that idea is shit do you you say have you thought about this there's there's a, there's a way of dealing with it of getting ideas across and so you've got to be a people person and you do develop it and manipulate it a little bit yeah you do absolutely because all you want is the right the the right end game for whatever that venue is and what that who that client is so sometimes there's a there's a there's a bit of toing and froing, should we say? <laughs> but uh, we know we're not scared here at speaking our minds and being honest and truthful about something. I've walked away from projects that I just don't think I think that they're going to waste their money and they're going to like you know a, a few pro- projects we've I've just seen them putting all their life savings into something that I just don't see that will work and I don't want to be you know, part of that when I don't think it's going to work so I will explain it to them in what sense would you say do you mean it, it won't work well sometimes when there's a building that is in a certain location and it doesn't have the facilities like there's not enough parking or there's no way of parking or it's difficult for people to get to you know and their expectations are completely different to what that property and space and area can give them so when i say walk away you know i mean that we could we suggest somewhere else for what they're thinking about um you know and it might be fine for a a couple that it's more about a lifestyle business and they just want a venue or want a pub to to bring their friends to 
you don't really get that anymore you know they need to work costs have all gone up there's so much more that people have to consider in terms of health and safety building regs wise and everything that you know the lifestyle businesses they're a bit of a thing of the past people need to be profitable they need to make money and they need to have it needs to have longevity so that this place can evolve and where there's more investment they can invest into it to bring more people or to improve the experience that the customer's having yeah um i think people people i know have bought pubs are very surprised by the amount of hard work that goes oh yeah and especially on the food kind of side of it people don't realize and and the food needs to be you know the food is integral it's it's not wet lead pubs anymore or venues it's got to have that food that you know what we always uh, uh, we're just big believers of a place open working from the moment it opens its doors to the moment it closes and um you know you need to understand your demographics who's using it who's who's around that area how can we do an offer for them to bring custom in you know you're paying for the rent you're paying to have that place open you're paying rates let's make the most out of that venue so even from you know a a, a morning offer a a mid-morning offer brunch lunch afternoon evening and then a late evening offer where perhaps the head chef's not around and a much easier food offer can be you know be given to customers but yeah it's just it's it's about it's always about that customer experience is it is it just experience that's got you to the point where you you have got this kind of expertise where you can turn around and say this isn't going to work or how have you how have you learned that like have you run pubs or anything like that or no, I've 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 not run pubs. I've been out with someone that's run a pub, so I've got a good understanding. But more than anything, I wanted to be more, have more knowledge about how venues work, because I believed that that would make me a better designer. Mm-hmm. So right from the beginning, I've asked a lot more questions and wanted to get into the nitty gritty of, you know, how do they train their staff what message what's what, what's the mantra of that venue that they're getting across to the staff for instance yeah. because even when they have problems and issues with customers that mantra that's in their head needs to always be there and needs to be really drilled in so that they respond yeah. in the appropriate manner to how they know how their boss would want them to yeah so I only ask that because um, you, 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 you talk with a lot of expertise more so than some of the people who I know who have pubs. So <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I have to say I would never want to run one <laughs> because I know what's involved. Yeah, but but you, uh, you talk a lot of sense. <laughs> but the staff, the staff training is a real biggie and it's a real problem for a lot of people because that's the thing the human influence is the thing that you can't control you can control how something's cooked you can control how it comes on the plate the interior you know your website it's that human interaction and so 
and because in this country the the staff the service industry isn't paid as well and respected as much as you get you know in europe yeah. um and i do think things are changing the turnaround staff is always a lot higher so we developed um a way of of doing a visual uh, understanding nlp like how people how staff understand and inf information given to them so we developed um a presentation which was interactive and there was developed specifically to individually to that site and it would understand their brand but this member of staff would come in and they would they would go through this presentation there'd be moving images there'd be noise there'd be music they'd touch it they'd you know interact with it so that the messages of that brand really get through to that member of staff yeah. quickly and are embedded in them and everything you know the mission statement the vision of the brand is all there so they but they understand it because there's you're communicating to them in an nlp -y, uh, way that will be more will, will resonate more to them so, so for people who don't know what does nlp stand for neuro-linguistic programming so it's a way of it's how we all communicate with each other yeah. so because i'm quite well i'm a visual person yeah it's it, it comes across in your language so if somebody said something to me i would go oh yeah i see what you mean whereas another per per person would say oh i know what you mean or oh i get it yeah. or i understand do you know what i mean there's there's different ways of yeah. of communicating and uh, i'm very visual so something visual would resonate with me and I, I remember it visually whereas other people remember what they've heard or or they you know other senses yeah. um so that's where we developed because we saw we saw that there was a there was always a downfall of what we were designing and our vision of it and how it was actually coming across to the customer so that was one of the things where we got a bit more involved into venues and and yeah. started really getting to grips with the brand so that everybody understands it it sounds like it as a company you don't just offer a refurb or a design of their their new restaurant you kind of design them a whole brand yeah i mean like we work with a really great company the relationship who who works with the brand we really rate them um, but you, as a designer, you still need to understand it. We like our core is interior design, and although I've got a graphic design background, uh, you know, the, and and fashion and textiles, all of that background is amalgamated in an understanding. But that's not my forte. I I understand brands, yeah. and I understand how they need to work and how the customer perceives them but we don't and we get involved in it but we don't uh, offer that service we we work with um other companies to do that but i think as a designer you need to have a really good grasp on yeah. on it otherwise you're just designing without really carrying it far enough and through yeah. and that's one of the reasons you know why i wanted to start my own business up so i could you know offer a more a more Complete. a more yeah a more holistic service yeah, really yeah. that that 
understands all aspects. So going to like um, on a practical level now. So once you've got to know your client a little bit, what's the next stage then? Do you develop one of these lovely boards that we see behind us or? Yeah, so just on a practical on the practical level, we start to look at the layout and at the same time in our head have what the uh, the develop and brainstorm the concept and the identity for the place and so that everything marries up um so the flow and the circulation of this place is is really integral so that you know when the customer walks in there's a very natural flow to where they go and they understand it quickly because you know people can walk into venues and they if they've never been there before you just have a very natural instinct of of you know you're a bit reserved because you don't know what you're walking into so our job is to make that as fluid as possible yeah i've um i'm a feng shui consultant advanced feng shui consultant and understanding that this is this isn't about the place, not so much about the placement of things. This is really understanding the crux of energy and how how it flows through a space and how people use their environment. That's what I loved about learning, you know, that ancient art of of the internal space. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious in that I went I was there again actually the weekend. I was in um, Fiesta de Lasado in Shirley. Ah, right. Yeah. yeah. The way the whole restaurant flows then with the bar in the middle. Yeah. It's excellent. Well, you know, interesting. We put principles of the feng shui into that as well and understanding the client of what, what, what elements support the client to make it really profitable. Yeah. And, um, but that's really interesting when you walk through there, that curved bar was about the flow and the movement. Had that bar have been straight, a straight bar would be static. You don't move quickly from a, a straight bar, yeah. but from a curved bar, you flow. And whenever we do places, we always sit there and watch how people, watch where their eyes are going, which yeah. way they're heading. And you know everybody that walks into there tends to kind of want to flow and that place is about exploration there's so many different areas yeah. although it's one big space it wasn't split up into different rooms it's just one big space but there's lots of areas that would suit you depending on how you feel because you know it when people say their favorite restaurant you know i believe that your favorite restaurant is about what it gives to you what your needs are at that time so sometimes it might be that you want to go for um a meeting sometimes you want to go for a a celebration with the family sometimes you want to go on a date and we think about all those things so that a venue provides as much as possible so it's a bit of everything to everybody yeah and yeah, so I mean, Fiesta is a great project. We've loved kind of working. Nooks and crannies. Up yes. On the right yeah. End. But everything seems to flow from the bar. You know, the whole atmosphere of the place just um, radiates from the bar yeah. area. It's and that's the that's the social nature of that bar. The client was very keen on having a bar that um, people sat at. 
yeah. and so that's where that horseshoe bar came from so also operated really well and supplied the whole restaurant but you can sit at it and just have a really good experience yeah. there as well but also because of the way the lighting is you feel even though you're sat and people are walking around you you it still feels quite intimate there because yeah. of of the atmosphere and the and the music and the lighting so yeah i'm, I'm proud of that one um, yeah we loved yeah. working on that it was really good the client was fantastic and and really got it really understood where we were coming from and he's he's a brilliant operator it's, so, I think it's amazing and I, I think it's in my mind it must be quite hard when you're faced with just such a big open space yeah there was, as you said there was no little rooms or natural kind of crevices or anything like that you yeah could kind of... it's a funny one because because there was so much natural light coming into that space it used to be a Marks and Spencer's yeah. um, food hall because there was so much natural light which we wanted we didn't want to stop any of that light coming in um it was a space that we wanted to feel open but intimate at the same time we didn't want to create like nooks and crannies that were hidden yeah. we wanted this open feel and this celebration of space and whatever was to offer and smells go around that i mean the smells from the kitchen when you go in there are like ridiculous but but also create intimacy. So there's a, a raised level, and there's an you know the area at the front with the with the big tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was a really interesting one because but, we keep maintaining that big open space. But when you're designing restaurants and pubs, how much attention do you have to kind of pay to current trends and? Mm. People might lambast me for this, but not very much really what's more important to us is um is longevity of the place yeah. and the right colors to use and the elements and mixing elements that that complement each other um we can't help but be influenced by trends because actually the fabrics that come through and the materials are all influenced by trend makers yeah. so there are color trend makers that influence fashion cars uh textiles interiors home everything so you know you can't help it a little bit because the new fabrics coming through have have that trend but for us it's just more about a more unique take on it where we like to balance a lot of the elements around the place and using different colors and um you know there are there are i know that the trends go from one thing to the other all the time minimalist industrial, industrial over the top the yes the yeah but i mean you know that's only for a certain time it's moving to more opulence now and there's more glamorous opulence where you have got a real clash of fabrics of textures and colors and patterns um but then it'll move to something else after yeah. that and it's just it's it's just natural it's the way fashion works as well mm. you know it goes in in um circles yeah um how often do bars and restaurants tend to get refurbished 
We would we would say that we would prefer to do a design and evolve it like we've done at the plough. If get the right concept and identity there and even if the client can't afford to do everything at once phase it but get that right idea in there and then evolving the place would be a much better way of doing it because then when the customer comes in there's always something changing and the message it says to them is that this they care they care about this place the client cares about his business he wants to please us whereas sometimes complete refurbs if it's done too often can can give the um the idea of they're not confident about what they're offering or it's not working so we would always and try and understand if there's a complete rebrand and a new offer then yeah. then refurbishments complete refurbishments are great but then sometimes doesn't need to have that it might just be better to do some tweaks and evolve it all the way through not just like through your website through yeah. your um your menu design through you know just not just with the interior it it needs more than that because people aren't stupid they come in and they can see what's happened they know you've made a change to the interior but you've not made any other changes yeah so you know even changing like the uniform of the staff or yeah. you know it can be really little subtle things that make a big difference so it tends tends to be an ongoing thing not so much just the yeah i would say that yeah, yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> when you've got the right brand and it's got longevity it's an evolution so, and so do you keep going visiting these places that you've worked with and then maybe suggesting for the owner or do yeah. they contact you or yeah and they normally normally they contact us because you know we are we're always really busy and um we we go back we we always revisit venues and just to see how things are going but the cl client will normally know that they want to make a bit of a change some of the staff might have said something or customers might have given some feedback and yeah they normally contact us and go i think we need a, a bit of an update here or so you try and install your ethos from the beginning of doing little bits and pieces the whole way through instead of just one big refurb or well right from the beginning if it's a new brand a new concept it's a big refurb it's yeah, completely yeah. new yeah and then yeah we would say because we wish we would have confidence in that and we we know that if you know there's more investment we can tweak things so that's for me not just that that's how we like to work i think for a for a client and a customer that's a better way of doing it yeah because i think you have that loyalty look for a longer time from the customer they don't get bored you know there's things changing constantly which again like i said before makes them think Oh, they really care about this place they're yeah. investing all the time and they people want to support that yeah 100 percent. have you got any favorite restaurants in town that you like to visit and you maybe admire their style a little bit yeah i mean we love we love the ivy yeah we love that brilliant. because you can tell there's a lot of belief and faith gone into that of and, and money spent um that investment but the place is great we like it um i I tend to 
we tend to really like the more independents that yeah. aren't so much in town. We like we like Bloom. We like Camp Bloom in King's Heath. Bloom's fantastic. It's great, we isn't it? We were there it? last week. I don't know if you've seen my post that actually had my first ever dessert porridge. Did <laughs> you? Is, uh, Is... Dessert. Breakfast dessert. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, oh, it's, it's awesome there. We love it there and can eat yeah. in Sturchley. Um, all the, those little places that are popping up where you've got people have got a passion they've got a love of it yeah. the high street brands are great and it's what what they are but we love passion from our clients that i think we, a lot of the high street kind of big brand chain if things seem to be struggling a little bit whereas all these small little pop like can eat and yeah. Bloom, they're all thriving loaf they're all doing really yeah well. yeah yeah the big brands are I think I read that Prezzo wasn't doing too well and uh, yeah. places like that. Uh, I think, you know, people's tastes are changing and they want to feel like they're part of something a bit more unique. Yeah. Not just a run of the mill. Yeah. Can, and and I, think... I suppose the, the the high street brands have cottoned on to that. Um, Living Ventures is a great company. Yeah. And, you know, they've got quite a few sites in Birmingham. And it does feel like they aren't quite so high street as others yeah. that we could talk about. Yeah. And there's a lot more investment gone into that. And they're the ones that are thriving as yeah. well, that are really doing well. Yeah, not all chains are bad. It's, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's just the first one that came to my mind. I yeah. read it in the paper. So. I think social media helps. With social the the blooming social media you can really get to know the people behind yeah. these um independence yeah i i mean like everybody wants to well i'm not saying everybody but it's really fascinating to understand the the story of a place and we always you know that's part of you know that brand story that i was saying about you know the how you train staff they need to really be on board with that because customers are interested they are interested and and not only talking to them in the in the, the human contact but like you say social media yeah. and getting that across without it being naff yeah just fascinating because i think we we spoke earlier about people are interested on other people's take on things yeah. So it might be the same offer, but it's how an individual takes that and makes it their own, and that's what's really interesting. That's the fascinating thing, yeah. Yeah. Is it hard for you when you're sitting um, having a nice meal not to <laughs> look around and think, oh, that's good, I could have done that a bit better? <laughs> it comes with a job, it's awful sometimes. My partner's looks up in the air now and it's like oh no not again but it is it is difficult because you can just see how a place can can be improved and how it can be um more profitable and work more yeah. fluid work better uh yeah it's a it's a part of the job <laughs> yeah. my wife's a manager in retail so if we experience bad customer service or anything like that I have to walk away and just leave her to it because I know she's. I know, you're dying. Sure. You're like, oh, I'm, in, her I'm cringing. Are, yeah, her standards <laughs> are higher than mine. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't help myself sometimes. I'm not a complainer at all, but I do 
I would say something to somebody if yeah. I think they've managed a situation wrongly. Yeah. In terms of like customer service, yeah. I'd have to say something. Now, obviously, I don't go on social media. You sort it out with that that person. I'm yeah. not. I'm. I'm not. I wouldn't want to like slag people off on social media. It's just. It's just powerful, isn't it? It's really powerful social media. But yeah, definitely going into places and going. Why didn't they do that? That would have been... But, you know, it's it can be really difficult sometimes because I do that on our own projects. Yeah. And... But I know the story behind it. I know that we tried what we wanted to do, but there wasn't a budget for it. Yeah. So you have to then go second best. And... Or either... You know, there's a shopping list of things, really, when we're designing places and we put things out in importance and there's non-negotiables and then there's things that you can live without because... What would be an example of a non-negotiable? Well, a non-negotiable would be with, with, would be with um, the circulation. If you get the circulation wrong, it's going to be pretty difficult to go back and change that. So that has to be right. The position of the bar, for instance things like that that's a non-negotiable anything to do with um you know the 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 color of chairs or the the artwork and they can all be added to at a later date but yeah the flow of a place you can't mess with so we would always really push for where things should be yeah positioned in a on a plan and then the non-negotiables things you could kind of so the non-negotiables what clients tend to do and it's it's not the right thing to do is they run out of budget and they'll take off the things or they'll take away the things that the customer sees that make the atmosphere that make the the brand the concept the identity and all the artwork and the bric-a-brac and all the lovely stuff that makes it really sexy and lovely and beautiful. Yeah. So that for us is a non-negotiable, but it's like the 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 top and the bottom, the flow and all the end bits are the non-negotiables. The things in between, such as cheaper chairs or a cheaper wooden floor or... A different um, fabric on the chairs for instance yeah. you know th they can change they can change to lower the budget but there's certain things that you just we just fight for and go look you can't take this out because you know it's no good having a lovely flowing place yeah. looks beautiful and works really well but there's something missing. There's a there's a character missing. There's elements that don't doesn't quite look finished. Yeah. You know, I'd rather you know do like I've said, cheaper elements elsewhere, but finish it. Make sure it's finished, and it's you know the it's the customer walks in and they have that wow. They're like, and they look around and they don't know. You know, they're like, oh, how do I feel? Where am I going to sit? on the sofa or am I 
do I want to be hidden away somewhere? Yeah. You know, every you, you know your your character changes throughout the day of what your needs are. So I bet there's some small battles because I know an owner might say, "Well, that's not going to make me money." Or it's yeah. Integral, so. Oh, you've got it <laughs> totally. I've had that before. Well, that's not going to bring me like extra profits, is it? And I'm like, actually, it will. Yeah. It will because of how you're making the customer feel. Yeah. You know, there's things we we are, some things are out of our hands. I can't force a, a member of staff to be kind and and welcoming and warm and lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't, you know, I'm not cooking the food. Yeah. But you know, there's to, to, how someone feels when they walk into a place. It all amplifies it. It's not just about the design. There are places. You know, you have to admit there are places where the design has not really been considered and yeah. doesn't look that great. Yeah. But the food is awesome. Yeah. And people queue out the door for this stuff. Yeah. Where it has longevity is where it all works together and it all amplifies each other. Yeah. And so you've just got this site that's just a little powerhouse of moving forwards forward thinking changing evolving yeah god seriously i liam i will just talk forever you need to stop me <laughs> well we are, we're, <laughs> we're quite far in now but i did probably just finish off on this we'd like just have you got any kind of up and coming projects you can tell us about uh, i know you showed me a little few bits there for the plough in arbor well there are up and coming projects we're not allowed to say anything at the moment <laughs> with who um what what's happening but yeah the plow we're doing um we're we're doing some changes at the plow and harbour and we're always working on that the plow is a constant example i think i kind of got wanted you to talk about that because it's a good example of everything you've spoke about from they haven't you've you've started there 15 years ago did you say yeah and they've kind of just tweaked and tweaked and tweaked and yeah there's always i, th I think i said to you oh, i thought they just refer but they probably haven't they've probably just kept tweaking yeah over the last yeah week. absolutely there's constant tweaks and then there are bigger refurbs but the big refurbs aren't going back and redoing the whole place yeah. the bigger refurbs are when we've added a place on uh, like we've added an extension or we've moved upstairs or they've bought next door yeah. or now the next one is that we're moving the toilets and we're opening the ground floor up more yeah. um and you know it's you don't do these things just for the sake of it you do it because there's a need for it yeah. and you know they can seat more people and it's disappointing to clients to turn people away and say we're not we we you know we're too busy. I'm sorry, we've got to, yeah. oh, we just can't seat you. So exactly. when you get to that point, that's a really great problem to have. Yeah, their so pan, their pan signs just walking out the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's you know it crucifies them. So you, as you say you're moving the toilets upstairs. <laughs> yeah, so the toilets are being moved upstairs, and then the ground floor areas uh, is being uh, opened up. So there's there'll be more seating areas. And we are again having a little tinkle with some, tweak, yeah. yeah, so with some some tw a tweak with some areas as well. You can but, see it works because it, it it's a place that always seems it's always changing, but it's it's always on point. You know, if you know, what I'm trying to say like. <laughs> well, you know, they've got 
great it never seems dated, management there. Yeah, I mean, Adam at the Plough, he's awesome. He's just a fantastic operator. But he's got great people around him as well. And it they're constantly looking at how can they improve? How can we do things better? You know, it's, it's fantastic. You know, yeah. I'd love every client <laughs> to have. Every client would like that. I mean, like a lot of our clients are, but you know, people have different qualities, and um, the plows just happen to work. It's not ideal. I mean, the bar, the bar is where it is. The cellars underneath it. It's you know, it there could be a lot of changes. Blue skies thinking that would improve the plow, but you have to do things as and when you've got the budget to yeah. do it. And, you know, moving that bar would be a huge investment. Yeah. Do you really need to do it? You probably have to and, close for a little while. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, a, you know, it's, it's not going to really happen. Yeah. So you work with what you've got. That bar is, is, although it's been extended, that bar is in the same place as it was when the place was built. Yeah. I remember going in there before, you know, we refurbed it the first time. And it was this really old really old manky pub yeah and you went into the entrance and there was like three doors in front of you and to choose which one you go into the bar the snug the bar the lounge yeah. <laughs> i think i was in there once when i was like a kid or something Were you? yeah just <laughs> with my parents but that's a different story <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been a really great journey with the plow really interesting and fantastic to have a client that trusts you yeah. and you work together really closely brilliant uh, i think i'll take this chance just to wrap, wrap it up I've, I've took enough of your time now oh you're very welcome i talk brilliant. way too much i'm sorry no, <laughs> i've got way too much to talk about Podcast is <laughs> <laughs> thanks very much for pleasure thank you well that's that thank you all for listening Please remember to subscribe, rate and review our podcast. This really does help us. Yeah, it really does. Even if you could just help by recommending us to a friend or a family member, helps to get our name out there. If you haven't yet seen our blog, go check it out. It's where you can find all our show notes, restaurant reviews and other food ramblings. The website is www.breakingbreadpodcastuk.blog Also, go check out our social media. Our Insta is full of pics of food. Also, feel free to leave comments. We love hearing from you. All the links to our social media and our guest social media can be found in our show notes. Thanks, Thanks again for listening. Until, Until next time, time take care. You.